God has given us a wonderful body defense system that protects us against germs and diseases. As you may know, the immune system plays an important role in fighting for our health. But was it always this way? Stay tuned. The immune system was not newly invented after the curse, but rather it had to take on a new role. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Disease-causing germs, bacteria, parasites, venom, and viruses. Even with our amazing immune system working to keep these and other organisms from making us sick, they still sound kind of scary. But how did our immune system work before Adam sinned when there was no sickness to fight off? Well, join us for the next 15 minutes as we consider what the immune system may have been like in the beginning and learn how it operates today. Dr. Alan Gillen is a biology professor at Pensacola Christian College and author of the book, Body by Design. He describes the immune system. Today we think of the immune system as a body defense system to protect us against germs and toxins. Some of those germs include bacteria, fungi, parasites, and toxins. We might think of the immune system as an umbrella to the reign, if you will, of parasites, uh, pathogens and toxins, or we might even think of the immune system as an invisible bubble around us, kind of like David Vedder, the famous bubble boy, protecting him against uh, outside pathogens, parasites, allergens, and toxins. ICR seminar speaker, Frank Sherwin. The Creator has designed all of these various subsystems within the system we call the immune system that is designed to fight the kind of pathogens or disease-causing organisms that we are daily confronted with. Indeed, people who have no immune system won't live a single day without living in a very, very specially controlled environment. So what makes up our immune system? Dr. Gillen. Some of the elements of the immune system include the skin, our first line of defense, white blood cells as our second line of defense, and antibodies and other chemicals that provide us a defense at the third level. We certainly think of organs like lymph glands, lymph nodes, the spleen, bone marrow, tonsils, and the appendix all having immune function, and indeed they protect us against germs and toxins. And what is the immune function of some of these organs? Frank Sherwin. The creators designed our body with the thymus, spleen, tonsils, and lymph nodes. These structures have lymph, which is a colorless fluid, flowing through them that filters out bacteria and particles such as viruses and are the site of critical white blood cell production and programming. And white blood cells could be considered the little warriors of our immune system. Seven out of ten circulating white blood cells are called neutrophils. Neutrophils are designed by the creator to engulf, that is, surround and then digest bacteria and other foreign particles. For example, if you were to stick yourself with a needle or a nail, you would inject bacteria into your bloodstream. The neutrophils are called to the site of the injury, and they crawl about inside the site of the infection like animated jello. These neutrophils also release noxious chemicals identical to household bleach. In fact, one evolutionary naturalist called the neutrophil, quote, a very effective killing machine, end quote. A majority of pus is comprised of dead neutrophils. Now, graphic as that description is, we can be very thankful to the creator for this portentous property. Dr. Gillen. We think of the friendly amoeba that's out in the pond, and of course those never harm people, 
But amoebas are a whole lot like macrophages in our body. Macrophages are white blood cells that have this ability to extend their pseudopods or arms, if you will, and ingest particles. Uh, they often serve as mobile transport systems, perhaps body house cleaners, and even serve in the waste disposal of different products the human body produces. Still other protozoans help serve in osmoregulation in the pond, and some others may, that live symbiotically with people, may also help in our regulation of chemical balance. Recently, creation scientists have been pondering and working on a theory about the immune system in regards to Genesis 1.31, which tells us, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Dr. Joe Francis is professor of biology at the Master's College in California. And when you start to look at this, you see that the percentage of microbes like bacteria and viruses that cause disease are very small, very small percentage. And we find a lot of, of these creatures performing beneficial activities even today. But it looks like what we're seeing is a remnant of this very good creation. So then the question becomes, if there were no viruses and bacteria that would attack us, why do we have this incredibly complex immune system? The only answer would be that it's all part of our Creator's design. We could, I think, envision that God saw the environment we might be in, and in His foresight and mercy, He designed an immune system to handle a future of things that would attack us. I think we could say that our God is a good God and that could be part of his plan. But then the question becomes, what were the roles of the immune system and organisms before the fall of man? And so we don't know for sure, but it sure looks interesting right now in the creation research that perhaps the immune system was designed to be a sensory organ, to sense our environment, to allow us to interact with microbes that provide benefits for us. Dr. Gillen. Rather than thinking about the immune system as we know it today, we might think of it as a system designed to interact with beneficial microbes, not simply a defense system against bad ones. Uh, our present-day immune system is perhaps dealing with the corruption of the world around us, and even parts of the immune system itself are no longer perfect in many individuals. And yet I believe we can still see remnants of the original design for the immune system. Uh, it was designed to interact with beneficial bacteria and perhaps even amicable amoebas. But after Adam's sin in the Garden of Eden, everything changed, including the bacteria within us. Dr. Gillen. These structures now began to harm us, and so, if you will, the body had to begin now to defend against them so that the system once designed to interact in a helpful manner, now we have to kind of keep a separation from them in order to be healthy. What I think is that the immune system was not newly invented uh, after the curse, but rather it had to take on a new role, which probably in the original genetics of the immune system, it had this built-in variability. It was there for purpose and function even prior to the fall, but then after the fall, it now had to had the ability, if you were to put up a shield against those 
same organisms. But we need to be reminded that even today, most bacteria are not harmful to us. Although the news media published many articles on diseases, whether it's about anthrax or uh, Legionnaire's disease or SARS or some other scary microbe that's on the scene, it might be interesting to note that 90 to 95% of all bacteria are not classified as pathogens or germs. It's only 5% of them that actually cause disease in us, and yet they probably receive 95% of the news media's attention. And you might be surprised to know the name of one such bacterium. Sometimes we read or hear about E. coli that has caused a great illness, and yet of the 160 to 170 strains out there, uh, less than 10 of them are actually classified as being pathogenic. The other 150 plus are beneficial to us. They make and synthesize vitamins, including the different B vitamins in the B complex we think of, niacin, riboflavin, and vitamin K. E. coli helps us break down macronutrients into micronutrients and then helps assimilate into the bloodstream. They even help in the normal development of our gut. Studies have shown in germ-free animals that if they grow up without enteric bacteria and other enteric microorganisms, including protozoans, the intestines don't develop right. We simply don't have the intestines to digest materials and absorb things properly that we do when they develop with us. Dr. Joe Francis, even evolutionist Stephen Jay Gould, said that there are more E. coli in our intestines than people who have ever walked the earth. There's more bacteria than that number of people. That's a great uh, number of bacteria. What are they doing there? Most of them are not harming us. In fact, most of them are doing beneficial things, for instance, producing vitamins. In recently, in mice, they eliminated the bacteria from the intestine of the mice at a very young age. And these mice did not develop properly. Their intestines did not develop. In fact, the blood system did not go into the intestines properly. And so now they believe that these bacteria are guiding some of our own development. And so... How does this again relate to the immune system? Perhaps the immune system operates by protecting some of the bacteria, by keeping the uh, ones that compete with these bacteria out. As we know, evolution declares that everything evolved very slowly over millions of years, and the immune system is no exception to that rule. However, we know from scripture and science that God created everything in six days, and our immune system is no exception to that truth. Frank Sherwin. The nature of the immune system is such that it must be fully formed and functional, ready to go as soon as we find it within an organism. It doesn't make any biological sense to have a slowly and gradually evolving immune system. Either it works or it doesn't work. Either the white blood cells are successful in engulfing all the pathogens or they're not. And if they're not, then the organism dies. So we have to have an immune system that is fully formed and functional, complete from the start. This sounds like creation. But the evolutionary idea that the immune system, as complex as it is, evolved over the alleged millions and millions of years, simply has no scientific basis. Dr. Joe Francis, we would say the immune system has specificity with respect to certain bacteria and viruses, 
we could say it discriminates between certain bacteria and viruses. And in, the question is, why would evolution bother to evolve that? Why would that evolve? Why don't we have an immune system that kills everything and protects us? We don't. We have one that discriminates between microorganisms, and that fits the creation model, I think, better than the evolutionary model. So we can look at our amazing complex immune system as evidence of God's great love for us and of his mighty hand of creation. Frank Sherwood. Like the study of all the rest of the systems that comprise our body, the more that is learned about white blood cells, antibodies, and other subsystems within our immune system, the more incredible this system of ours becomes. And the more we begin to appreciate what Paul said in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, that God's creation is clearly seen. Certainly this is true. You know, so many things around us testify of creation, but evolution still blinds and deceives people. To help you see the fraud of evolution, call 1-800-7-GENESIS for a free copy of a booklet written by Dr. Henry Morris called The Scientific Case Against Evolution. Again, that's 1-800-7-GENESIS. It's yours for the asking. To ask for today's free offer, please call toll-free 1-800-7-GENESIS. That's 1-800-7 and the word GENESIS. And you can address your letters to ICR at P.O. Box 2667, El Cajon, California, 92021. If there's a topic you would like us to cover on the program, then email us at radio at icr.org. ICR's website address is www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.